Have you pushed yourself to the limit? Are you sure? The only limits are the ones that you create. We're Callie Ray and Kendall, your hosts for the Limitless Podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear some of what you want, some of what you don't want, but definitely what you need to hear. If you think there's a limit to what you can or cannot do, think again. We're here to show you that there's no limit to your income, your happiness, or your success. It's all limitless. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm super excited for everyone that took the time and tuning out with us, tuning out, tuning in with us tonight. Um, We're going to have a fun little question and answer. Again, some of them may be, you know, Lime Life centered because obviously that is our business. But if you're listening over on the podcast, you can probably take anything we say today and implement it into your business um, or your life, depending on if it fits. Um, so we have a bunch of questions that we, we have a few questions. We didn't get a bunch submitted ahead of time. So if you guys have questions, please send them in the chat and we will go through them. We will chit chat, we will answer. And basically that's how it's going to go. So feel free to give your interaction and your answers to the questions in the chat as well. And we'll just have a fun community back and forth type of night. Yeah, I love this. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, Kendall, I feel like everybody needs to hear this or we need to talk about that. And now it's like you guys are actually sitting in the driver's seat and get to kind of kind of lead the way. But um, as always, I want to start with our affirmation. And so I have this little box of affirmation cards and I love it. And most of the time it takes me like a couple minutes to find one that I feel like really fits. And I just kind of like pulled one out today and it could not have been more perfect for what I needed to hear. Um, and so I'm excited to share it with you guys because I think some of you just need to sit in this as well, but it says, I rest in knowing that my best is enough. Mm. And I feel like that's just something your girl needed to hear today. I don't know if it's a full moon. I don't know if like, I don't know the world is ending. I don't know. Your girl has had a day and I just needed to know today that I did my best and my best is enough. And that's all I can ask for. And same to y'all as well. I love it. All right. You want to kick it off with the first question, KWAC? Yeah. Let's go ahead and start with the ones that are on the Zoom since they showed up to the Zoom and want to hear the answers. Sound good? And then if we run out of time or if we have extra time, we can go into the ones that were asked previously. So super fun. Um, And then I'm also broadcasting on Instagram. So I just want to let you guys know if you guys have questions regarding network marketing, Lime Life specific, or your company, whatever, or growing your social media, feel free to drop them in the comments and we will address them here. So um, Chelsea Davis said, how to keep your team motivated? I love this question because it's impossible for one. You can never keep your team motivated. It is not your responsibility to keep them motivated. You could be the biggest, loudest, proudest cheerleader and try to keep them motivated. You can be in their inbox 10 times a day trying to keep them motivated. You could do the best incentives, the best leadership, the best shout outs, the best trainings in the world for your team. But if they don't want to be motivated, they're not going to get motivated. You can lead them to the water, but you cannot force them to drink. So um, for starters, to answer that question, don't focus on getting them motivated. Focus on motivating the ones looking for growth. Focus on helping and encouraging and inspiring and leading by example with the group of people that are ready to run with you. 
Totally. I think too, the best way to keep your team motivated is to keep yourself motivated, right? I feel like our teams feed off of us so much months where I'm on the struggle bus. I feel like across the board, like our team sales are down, team recruits are down. Whenever I'm on top of my A game, it's like everything falls into place and my entire team's on top of their A game too. And so we forget sometimes that our teams watch us and they feed off of us. So if they see us post, it's a reminder for them to post. If they see us going live, it's a reminder for them to go live. If they see us hopping on coaching calls or hopping on Zooms and participating and things like that, it makes them think, oh gosh, this is what Callie does. This is what I need to do to be successful too. And our business is like a domino effect. So if you can stay, it's impossible to do 24 seven, right? But if you can stay motivated on top of things, participating, really involved, um, then your team's gonna feel that and they're gonna get involved and be motivated too. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Second one. Yeah. So this one was actually, I don't know, it's from Ashley. I don't know if she meant to send it direct to me. So I don't know if you can see it, Kendall, but I'll read it out loud. She said, I need all the customer getting tips. Languages for inboxes would be great. I talk to people, but I just don't get customers. I can coach for days, but I'm just not seeing the compounding. Do you want to take that one? Miss Customer Queen? Yeah. So that goes hand in hand with growing your network, I think as well. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially since we are so social media geared, we're like, oh, we need to add friends, add friend, add new friend, add new friend. We need to get in these groups, get in. We, yes, those parts of growing your social media platform are so important, but so are the in-person activities that we do every day. And we forget that those can um, translate into new customers, whether it be instant or whether it be down the road. If I go to Target, you bet your bippy, right? That's what we say. You bet I'm going to meet someone at Target and I'm going to connect with them on social media. So then they become a social media friend, a follower, if you will, and they see what I do and they ask questions because I work my business so consistently. Um, but that's my biggest tip. Don't just focus on social media to grow your customers. Focus on people. We are, a, we were in the business of people. We are in the business of sales. We are in the business of connections and we have to connect with people off the screen and be actual human beings, um, face to face as well. And that will create, you know, honestly, I think my biggest customers are people that I've ended up meeting face to face because they just feel a deeper connection to me than you can ever really create on social media. Totally. And as somebody who hides behind their computer, <laughs> me, um, I've never looked to get customers, right? I think if you go out, it's almost like, what do they say? If you look for a husband, you're not going to find one, <laughs> right? You look for a customer, you're not going to find one. I just approach like social media as just networking and talking to people and making friends. And if customers come along, great, right? If they're just followers or friends, also great. Um, you know, I, I think that we're in such a unique business, um, that we have the opportunity to truly network. Um, and a lot of my customers come and I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I feel like customers are built because they trust you, right? So if you're just posting things about products or you're just posting your opportunity and you're not posting about you, you're doing yourself a disservice right? People do not buy a freaking, I don't know, inanimate object on the internet 90% of the time, right? It's all about connection. If I see, let's say somebody is posting a mascara 
right? And it's a tube of mascara. Or I see so-and-so over here posting them, wearing the product, sharing about it, talking about it. I'm going to be more likely to, to purchase from the person that's humanized the product that I can see wearing it, that I can, you know, kind of tap into more of those senses. Um, but also, if I don't know a dang thing about somebody, I'm not going to trust them enough to know what I should be putting on my face or in my body or, or whatever. Um, so if you're just a walking, talking billboard for your products, okay, great. Be a walking, talking billboard for yourself. That's why I say no matter what your company is, no matter where your network marketing journey takes you, brand yourself, not your products, right? People buy people. They come back because products are great, but that first initial purchase is because they trust you, right? And if you're not letting them in to you to know who you are or why they should trust you, your, your sales are going to go nowhere. I love that. I love this question. What would you say to someone who had trouble balancing work and life? That was me. I struggled for a long time balancing work and life. And then I became a mom and realized that you literally have to get your shit together or you will um, crash and burn and like die. <laughs> it was life or death at that point. Right. So, um, what I would say to you is figure out your priorities and your must do's your must haves, your must, you know, make happens and may, and put, I'm very color coordinated. I'm very like, let me highlight this. Let me make it pretty. That way I follow it. Right. If it's ugly, I'm going to throw it in the corner. No one wants to look at an ugly calendar. So make it pretty. And I will literally highlight like the zooms, and the times that the Zooms are at because they are mandatory for me and my business. I will highlight what time I have to take my brother to school because that can't change, right? I can't fluctuate what time I take him to school. I can't fluctuate the time. I mean, sometimes I fluctuate the times I feed my kid and what time I put him down for nap, but we shouldn't, right? So put those things as priorities. And then the glory of network marketing is you fit it into your life, which I love our name so much because Lime Life, you fit it into your life, right? So you can do a little bit before you take your kid to school. You could do it a little bit after he went to down for a nap. So block off 30 minute power hours, whatever you can fit into your life, make it work. And then usually that gives you more time. The more success you find, you end up having more time to throw into your business. Um, and that, that just really helps with, for me personally, balancing that work life, mom life type of, um, relationship. Totally. And I, I think too, like, like you said, staying organized is key, but also knowing when you're the most productive. Y'all don't catch me on like that afternoon slump. People are like, can you do a coaching call at two o'clock? Absolutely not. You're going to get the worst version of me, right? So I know when I work the best. And for me, that's in the morning. So I would rather have, you know, two or three hours of solid focused work time that I sit down, bust out what I got to do in three hours for the day and then go about my day. And my business, because I've used that time so specifically and so carefully that I can get way more done in three hours focused than I could in eight hours, like half paying attention, half trying. So understand what's the best for you, right? People ask me for my, what's your daily schedule like? I'm like, girl, my daily schedule might not work for you. I'm like, I go through like power hours where I will just sit there and I can... <laughs> I'm amazed sometimes at how I can bust things out in a short amount of time, but give me all day. It'll take me all day. Exactly. Um, so time blocking has been really helpful for me and just knowing like Kendall said, why we're in this business is because it does give us life freedom. And when you start to take that away, 
and just make it like, I don't know, like that hustle mode. Everyone's like hustle mode on y'all. You don't need to work 20 of the 24 hours in the day, right? That's not going to get you where you want to go. Um, so just schedule what's best for your life and make your, the time that you are working super productive. Um, and yeah. Love it. Um, you get practice trial and error too. You got to just figure yeah. out what works for you. There's never really a right or wrong answer, which is the glory okay. of this business. Oh, I want to take this question. How to coach someone who says they want one thing, but their actions show another. Y'all, we've all heard actions speak louder than words. And this is so true in your business too. So I actually heard this from another training a while ago. Um, but so say you're on a coaching call with somebody and they're like, oh, I'm going to be the next leader. I'm ready to do this. I'm all in. Da, 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 da. Give them three tasks. Say, okay, let's go ahead and set up your next coaching call. By then, go ahead and chart out your team for me, right? Go ahead or your next promotion. Um, let's set up a Zoom with your team. Let's, you know, let me know the three areas that you feel like you're struggling the most in. So when we like circle back, we can focus on and see what the growth is, whatever it is give them tasks. If they don't do them, I'm not going to say don't waste your time on them, but have a serious conversation. Be like, you know, last time we had a call, no nothing came out of it. So I'm not sure if us having a call is the most productive thing to be doing right now. I have for sure said that, right? Match people's actions because everybody's going to get on the phone with you and be like, Kelly, I want to be the next senior director. I'm ready to go. I want to make $20,000 a month. Let's go. And then they show up like a $5 employee, right? Believe the action, meet people where their actions are, right? So I'm not going to invest all my time and energy into somebody who's investing 2% of their time and energy, right? We have to understand that as leaders, our time is valuable too, right? You can be a servant leader, but understand your worth as well. So meet them where they are. Be like, listen here, sister friend. You say, you're saying you have all these big goals, but I don't see your actions meaning up to that. What you got to say about that? And hold them accountable. That's your job. Our job is not to sugarcoat, right? Our job is not to handhold. If y'all have <laughs> people all the time, if y'all want somebody to stroke your ego and tell you that it's okay and kumbaya and I love you and da 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 da, I'm not the leader for you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not here for that. Neither is Kendall. <laughs> Facts. Um, I am scrolling through the comments because some of them relate to like what we're talking about. One says, at what point do you kind of take the step back from those who lose interest in their business versus trying to help them work every month, if that makes sense? Um, I don't chase people ever, ever. Uh, if you want your leader's help, go to your leader and ask for help. If you've had it, or if your leader comes to you, like Callie was just saying, and gives you an assignment and you don't complete it your leader better not come back to you and give you another assignment to try it again. Say, no, complete that assignment first. Then we can move on to the next chapter, right? Um, so I, uh, you you have any intake on that question? Yeah, Kelly? I kind of have adopted this whole like three structure out rule, right? Like if I have a customer okay. that okay. I'm like, they'll stay on my email list, fine, but I'm not gonna hop in their messages and be like, hey, do you wanna order a mascara? Two weeks later, hey, do you wanna order mascara? three weeks after that. Hey, you're like, at a certain point, you sound like a broken record. So for my customers, if I follow up three times and they're ghosting me, 
I, I take the hint <laughs> and same thing for people on my team. Am I going to be there if they come and have a question later down the road? Of course, but I am not like Kendall said, I'm not going to chase. Like I said before, our time is valuable. Is your time better suited chasing somebody or mentoring and coaching somebody that's already meeting you where you're at? Right. Or that's already showing up. Yeah. I match energy. I would say yeah. like, if you're giving me a ton of energy and you're ready to you know, get to the next level. I'm going to be right there with that energy, helping you get to the next level. But if you're coming at me, like we said in the previous question, asking one thing and then not your actions speak different, or you are ghosting me, or you are, you know, like, yeah, I'll post that tomorrow. Yeah. I'll announce tomorrow. Yeah. But tomorrow game, it never comes right. Tomorrow never comes in that game. Um, and so I'll match that energy. Like, yeah, we can. Yep. I'll, I'll be looking for it tomorrow. I can't wait. I'll cheer you on tomorrow once it happens. So, um, I would just, I would just, you know, don't chase. Yeah. I love this one too. Um, my leader doesn't do anything with me and I relate to this in, I guess a different way. So whenever I joined, I joined under somebody and she ended up leaving pretty quickly after rolled up to somebody that now we're great. We love each other so much now, but we did not. And I did not talk to my leader for a solid like two years, right? And I just kind of figured it out. I was the, the leader to my team that I wanted. Um, and I think so many people, like Brooke kind of said, like people join to be their own boss, but then they want their leaders to work their business. It's, we're in a position where every single resource that we need to be successful and our business is available for us, right? It might not be coming from your leader, but it's coming from our corporate office. It's coming from other leaders. I mean, if you have a question, how to recruit people, literally YouTube it, right? Like you got the internet, you can find an answer. Um, and that's why I think sideline sisters are really important too. And finding people that you can collaborate with and that you can talk to. So, okay, your leader, I don't know, ghosts you, right? That sucks, but you don't have to let that be the stop of your business. Um, I think one thing that makes entrepreneurs super sick when they're super successful is that they take their own initiative. Um, because y'all, my leader didn't do anything with me for years and I still made it to the top of the company because I chose to do something. And instead of saying, okay, she doesn't want this with me. I said, okay, I want this with my team. And I kind of turned my shifted my focus, um, to growth mode for myself and realized like y'all my whole life, I've never been able to, to rely on anybody, but me why start relying on people now. Just to clarify, I wasn't that upline she's talking about. I've had like, <laughs> I've had like five people this past week say, Kelly's not on your front line. No, she's not. I'm not the upline she's talking about awkward. And like I said, love her to pieces now. So I almost feel like a big old jerk for even saying that, but she'll be like, yeah, I don't like Kelly that much either. <laughs> I love it. Um, I think it's also, if you think about anyone that's a top leader, at least at our company, I don't know about other top leaders that much, but, um, I think about all the top leaders we have here at our company and a lot of them didn't have an upline there holding their hand. In fact, I don't think anybody that reaches top levels, executive levels, waits for 
an upline to tell them what to do, which is what Callie was saying, has the initiative to do it themselves. So use it as a superpower, like, oh, your upline's not in your way telling you what to do every step of the way. She's setting you up for success. You get to go do it your own way. You get to go be involved in the collaboration, at least that we have here at our company, right? You get to go be the leader that maybe you wished you had or be the leader that you believe your team deserves. And so use it as your superpower. Don't use it as a, oh, this is what's crippling me. Like, girl, use it as your wheelchair, sit in that wheelchair and keep going. Like you, that use it as your vehicle. Yeah. I, um, it's so funny. What was that? Remember Kendall, we did some test. It was, it was like the color personality, but it's like your fatal flaw or whatever. And mine was saboteurs. saboteurs. Yes. Your saboteurs. Mine was totally the rebel. And I think hindsight, if I did have somebody that was like, do this, do that or whatever, I would have totally rebelled and just done whatever I wanted anyways. <laughs> like if somebody tells me what to do, I completely am like, I will do the opposite just because you try to tell me what to do. Um, I literally like left my, my doctor's office crying today because I was like, please. Um, that's just like who, who I am. But I, I think when it comes to teams too, it's really important to learn to speak the other person's language, right? Like we all have our color personalities and we all have our love languages and things like that. If I show up as a red person whose acts of service is my number one on both, and I'm coming at somebody who is super yellow and words of affirmation is, are their number ones. We're going to be like button heads, right? So I know that there, there are certain people on my team that words of affirmation is their number one love language. And I literally have a calendar that says, <laughs> tell Karina, you're proud of her today. <laughs> Remind Nadia, she's doing a good job because that's not my number one love language. I don't need compliments. I don't need affirmation. I don't need to know that I'm doing a good job to know that, but some people do. So I've had to adjust my leadership style to cater towards the people that I'm leading. And same thing with my upline. Now I know how she speaks. I understand where she's coming from. So I can meet her halfway. We can't expect our teams to be, to like, what am I trying to say? Not to come to us, but we can't be like, meet me where I'm at. You have to meet them where they're at too, right? It has to be a compromise. Your leadership relationship with your leader or with your downline is still a relationship and no relationship should is going to function if it's one-sided. Absolutely. Um, just a reminder, while we're looking for our next uh, question, feel free to drop any other questions in the comments so we can continue answering them. I love this. Um, what are your tips on balancing recruiting and sales? I have a few saying this is hard for them. So saying like one, like I need to either just focus on recruiting or just focus on sales. They can't do both. I totally get that. And I think the key to that is to stop thinking they're so different. Recruiting, all recruiting is, is selling the opportunity. So focus on sales, actually focus on people. Stop focusing on a customer or a recruit. Focus on the people at hand. Do they need the opportunity? No. Okay. Well, maybe they need our products. Oh, they love our products. Well, do they need the opportunity? Yes. Okay. Bring that conversation up. It's all about the person, not about how it benefits you as a beauty guide or you as a network marketer, but all about the person you're talking to right then and there. 
not the next 10 customers, but the one right in front of you. When you put that much energy, that much love and effort into each person in front of you, they feel that energy is so contagious. And if you can give that to someone, they're going to one, thank you because people need more energy these days. And they're going to feel how genuine you are. They're going to trust you and they're going to open up their ears. They're not going to have that roadblock. When you mention network marketing, they're going to be like, Dude, if this girl that I love, she's hella cool. If she does this, maybe I could do this too. They're going to open up and listen to what you have to say. So then whether it's a recruiting conversation or a sales conversation, it doesn't matter. It's going to go smoothly because you've already built that connection because you're focused on the person first. Remember impact over income, make an impact with people and you'll always make an income. If you're looking for an income and skipping the impact part, you probably won't make much of it, at least not for long, for long term. Totally. totally. Somebody said, what's the best way to approach new recruits who sign then ghost to you? Um, three strikes are out rule with them too, right? I don't have time for people. They don't have time for this. You know, they don't have time to better themselves. I don't have any interest, right? They're, I know our company is super discourages kidnappers, but they exist. They happen. I've had people sign up, promise me the world, and then block my phone number like the day that they sign up. Like they don't want to hear it, right? Um, just take it for what it is. And it goes back to your energy and where you want to spend your time and energy. Um, I will never, I always say like, especially here at Lime Life, I'm like, no beauty guide left behind. Like if there is somebody that is working hard and wants something and is motivated and willing to be like, coachable and truly put in the work, I will talk to them until I'm blue in the face. I will help through absolutely anything. But if there are people that aren't, aren't willing to try or help themselves or ghost you, don't, don't waste your time. And I know that sounds harsh. Um, like I said before, like your girl is not yellow uh, at all. So I typically am like, you don't have time for this. I don't have to, I don't have time to help you. Sorry. Um, but this is at the end of the day, Kendall was saying, you know, this is a people thing, but it's also a business for me. Um, and I can't forget about that as well. I've had people, you know, get very stuck in the, in the feelings and y'all, I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I'm not licensed to help anybody with anybody's problem. Like at the end of the day, I, I put my business hat on, um, especially if I have to make a tough decision for, for my business. I have a question on VIP groups. I've been thinking of one for a while. I love doing lives, uh, education, tutorials, et cetera, but because I struggle with building a network, is it a good idea? So I don't think VIP groups will help you build a network because they're closed and like secret, but I think they will help you build a community two very different things, right? So you could funnel people as you bring them into your network, into your community to build that tighter trust. Um, I think of Kelsey Little, she has a massive network and then she's growing people or funneling people into her, um, what's it called? The all little things, her personal VIP group. That is like her life. Like it's not just biz lime life business, but it's like her, she builds trust through that. So she's building a tight community through her VIP groups, very successful that way. Um, but do I think they're mandatory or necessary no, I don't see, I personally don't use a VIP group because I'll forget to post in that many things, right? I can only focus on so many things at once. And that's just not one on my priority list right now, but they do build, if, especially if you're not ready to put all of yourself, like very vulnerable out there yet, doing it in a smaller VIP group, creating that community is a great stepping stone into that. 
Um, so you just got to see what works for you. Like I said, it's all trial and error. Some people going lives is all they have to do. Going live is all they have to do. Some people can just work their business on Instagram stories and see massive results. Some people have to do it all to get the same type of results. Some people are successful on Pinterest. I don't even know how to pin something on Pinterest, right? So it's just totally dependent on what works for you and your personality. Callie, Callie is so embarrassed that I don't know how to use Pinterest right now. It's fine. I actually, y'all... It's shocking. I used to upload everything that I ever posted to Instagram straight to Pinterest. And I still get sales from people Googling. Can you Google stuff on Pinterest? I don't know. Looking things up on Pinterest and clicking things. And I'm like, who do I know that lives in Wisconsin? Oh, she found me on Pinterest, which is crazy. So don't sleep on the Pinterest. Um, I love this question. What is your top word of advice for us newbies who, who are still trying to brand themselves and find their way? Brand yourself however the hell you want to brand yourself. Stop thinking, what should I be? What do people see me as, right? Y'all, I love this question. We've asked it a ton um, as like an algorithm booster or to like use this as a direction for your brand. But people will say like, comment on their Facebook, like, oh, what's, what's the top three things that you think of when you think of me, right? Look at, if you ask that, look at those responses and say, do I think this of me? right? Do I align with that? Y'all, if you are not branding yourself authentically, it will not work. It will not work. People will see right through you, right? You can't just hide behind a screen and expect it to work. And I will say this second that I used to get a lot of heat or flack or whatever for, I was one of those girls, like I had to have the perfect Instagram, like would never go on my stories without makeup on. Like everything was like, quote unquote, perfect. The second that I let my guard down and let my real self come through, my business boomed, right? The second that I was like, you know what? If these people like me, they like me. If they don't, they don't, whatever. My business boomed because it brought me back to those, to, I don't want to say like that niche market, but to my people that were going to relate to me. And if you're trying to relate as somebody that you're not, it's never going to work. I love that. Did we want, I don't see any questions in the chat right now. If you guys have more, please drop them. Oh, do you see one? You all, I have ones that were left in the Facebook groups. Gotcha. Um, so one was, how do you handle going live in public spaces? Um, do you advise against it? How do you navigate that? And I feel like you will do what go live anywhere. So. I will answer that because <laughs> if you, <laughs> for one, I'll show you how, okay. You grab your phone, you open up the app. You click the go live button and you do it, right? Why is it any different? Why? Because people are looking at you. What Callie just said, the second she let go of the fear of what other people were going to say about her or, you know, what if they were going to judge her, if they were going to talk bad about her, whatever, her business boomed. It's the same with going live. Doing it in public not only is helping your business in live, it's showing them what you're doing, right? Like if you're out in public, I think the example was like she's out in Seattle, right? And she wants to show her network what she's doing. And, you know, if you're on vacation, if you're at Disney, show your world, show your network what you're able to do um, as law of attraction. But also, if you're on live or you have a camera in front of your face, People are going to think you're somebody and they're going to ask you about what you're doing and why you're recording. Okay. I record everywhere I go. I probably could upload 50 YouTube videos if I would finally sit down, edit them and upload them because I record so much of what I'm doing. Um, I, vlogging is like the new thing to do. 
every, you always see people out vlogging, even if you live in a little, little small town, you may not see that many, but you just have to like, not care what people think. And they're going to ask questions and hello, isn't that what we're like out here? We're, we're waiting for people to bang on our inbox, asking us questions in our messenger. Why are we not putting ourselves in situations out in public where people will be banging in our face, asking us questions in person, right? Like, what are you recording? What are you doing? Oh, I have a skincare and cosmetic company and I'm showing them that I earned this trip for free because I've worked so hard and I earned it for my husband too, blah, 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 blah. Or, oh, I'm taking my uh, family to Disney for the first time. I never thought I'd be able to afford something like this. Yet here we are at Disney and they're like, wow, what you do got you that? Yes. Let me tell you more. So we're literally wanting those conversations, yet we are limiting ourselves from putting the, ourselves in those situations. So we have to realize that sometimes we have to get uncomfortable to find the results that we're wanting, right? 100%. And honestly, y'all, like it's 2021. Everybody's on TikTok doing dumb dances, like all this stuff. Nobody's paying attention. Like it's not as, I don't think it's as embarrassing as it used to be. Right. right. It's not like, you're not going to be the only person, right? If you're in the middle of a big city, you're not going to be the only person recording themselves. Um, this, there was kind of like a second part to this too. She said, also, how do you address slash introduce this huge change in lifestyle, like private versus public to your family and friends who may be more reserved, um, while having others that are more open. Um, this has been like my life. <laughs> um, I had to have a super tough, uh, conversation with my in-laws um, about my business and social media. And it was, you know, granted they're, my husband's 10 years older than me. His parents are like 15 years older than my parents, like completely different generations than what I'm, um, used to, I guess. And they, I remember Michael's dad one time was like, literally like, you don't see like NFL players talking about their personal lives like that. Like celebrities keep their personal lives quiet for a reason. Why are you so open about yours? Um, and for the longest time, God love my mother-in-law, but for the first year that I was in network marketing, she kept sending me job applications, kept sending me like every other week I would get, do you know, there's a job opening here. Did you know, like one was for Google. I was like, I'm not going to go work at Google. Like that sounds like, no. Um, and I finally just had to one realize they're never truly going to understand what I do. And that's okay. Um, and two, I had to have an open and honest conversation and say like, listen, and I pulled up, um, messages, like, especially when I was super open with my fertility journey, they just couldn't understand why I would talk about my vagina on the internet. And <laughs> I would show the messages. I'd be like, see what I got today. Do you see this person's life that I changed? Do you see this person that I'm helping? Do you see the impact that I'm making? I said, this, this is worth so much more to me. I said, I truly feel like I'm making a difference and that's all I want to do in this world. And I know that I'm making a difference by being vulnerable. Um, do they understand it? No. Have they asked me to not share pictures of them? Yes. You know, um, and I, I've had those people in my life that are like, girl, don't put me on your Instagram. Okay. And I respect them, but also know that y'all nobody's opinion pays your bills, but your own. Um, and I'm here to make money and make a living and provide a life for my family. Um, and nobody's going to get my way of that. Um, your opinion, I'm not going to say it's the only one that matters, but trust your gut. And if somebody doesn't support you, that's okay. Right. I think we live in a place where we want everyone to think that we're great, or we want everyone to support us. That's not realistic. 
right? How, how many of y'all seen the, seen the meme? It says, stop expecting everybody to like you. You don't even like everyone. Right. And that hit me, right. That hit me so hard. Like, I'm like, I just want everyone to love me. And it's like, no, Callie, people get on your nerves. You're going to get on other people's nerves too. Um, and that's okay, whatever. Um, but you have to do what's true to you. I love that. Yeah. Did you have any um, questions on yours? Yeah. I had another one that said, oh, well, I guess it's kind of similar. How do you keep yourself disciplined and focus on your business? We kind of talked about that with um, time mapping. This one says, um, any tips on building a network of clients if you don't have a huge following yet? Do you want to take that one? Um, yeah, I would focus on growing a following, mm -hmm. um, to build more clients. You have to have more people, which means more following, right? Yeah. So, but you can obviously, I don't want to, I'm going to use the word capitalize on the network that you already have. You don't need a large following to get sales, to get clients. Um, I know people that sell three to $5,000 a month and don't get over 10 viewers on their live views or on their live videos, right? Top of the company don't get a ton of views, but they're very successful making great money. Um, and making a huge impact and having huge teams and all these things. So the way to, um, you know, you don't even need a lot of clients. I think people are so focused on getting a ton of customers and a ton, like hundreds of orders a month. Uh, but think about, I'd much rather have 15 to 30 loyal clients that spend quite a pretty penny on our products because they love our products than a hundred customers that just buy a mascara, that just buy a lip gloss, right? So focus, we really focus on quality over quantity. And that's the same with orders, you know, focus on your craft of sales. And instead of each customer average order being $30, why don't we focus on each customer's uh, average order being $350? I don't have very many customers that order under $300 per customer. So that will raise our PRV, that will raise our TGRV, and that will raise our paycheck. And our customers will also be happy without having to stress ourselves out and follow up with hundreds and hundreds of people. Totally. I don't think it's the size you're following, but what you do with it. Yeah. Right. And it comes back to that connection. Um, and if you want to grow your following, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but you have to interact. Yep. Right. Social media one-on-one, like you cannot just post and walk away. It takes a lot of time, a lot of time. There is this girl that I follow on Instagram. She's like a, she's a blogger. And I remember when she, I guess, first started her page, she had like a couple hundred followers every single time. I didn't even know this person. Every single time I posted something, she said something meaningful. Every single time I posted something, she liked my post. She commented. She was so engaged. Y'all, I wasn't the only person that she was doing this to because she literally went from 200 followers to 50,000 followers, but she had to put in the work. Mm -hmm. Right now I look at her post and I'm like, dang Tara, look at you, right? Like I remember when you first started, but she was so engaged and giving so much value and really just like, she would leave me comments. I'm like, I don't know this girl, but she makes me feel so good about myself, right? Be that for somebody else, Right if they follow you back and interact with you and get a customer, great. If not, you made somebody's day. Yep. Um, I got, and we'll wrap this up soon. I got another question sent straight to me. It says any suggestions on how to keep motivated and keep growing when you have a very unsupportive spouse? 
Oh, and first I just want to say, I'm so sorry. I know that that's a hard place to be in. Um, I, my husband's always been supportive. Um, but like I said, my, some of my family hasn't been, um, do you have anything on this one, Kendall? I, I feel like I could give advice that I've heard from other people, but I don't have firsthand experience. I had some firsthand experience before I met my previous, my, my previous, my current relationship. Um, and it was just very like, you know, it's stupid that you're doing it that like, why you're never going to get anywhere with that social media is going to go away. Like you just all, you hear all the things, right. Um, but my advice <laughs> would not help you and your spouse because I was like, peace out, a town, I'm out of here, and literally shipped him to his mom's house and moved away and never talked to him again. So that is not the best advice for right. marriage. Uh, does anybody have on this call? Does anybody okay. prove them? Prove them wrong. Yeah. I, like I said before, I'm such a rebel. Like Tommy, I can't do something. I will surefire get that done. Right. Yeah. Prove, prove them wrong. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, at the end of our life, we have to know that we've done everything that we wanted to do and that we've accomplished everything that we want to accomplish in our life. Like Heather just said, let it be the fuel to your fire. Um, did my husband, <laughs> when I joined network marketing, was he like, this is the best idea you've ever had? Uh, no, <laughs> he did not. Um, but now he's like, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for this. Tina, do you have a perspective? Kendall, can you unmute her? Oh yeah. Hi guys. Um, I just wanted to say this because once my fiance, cause he didn't really support it at all. He was like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you doing this? It's taking too much time. And my kids were very little at the time. Now he went from that to be like, oh, did you hit your goal that you talked about? And the reason for that is because if he doesn't see that you were putting in the work to get like a paycheck or you're just like lollygagging on social media, then he feels like you're not like serious about your business. If he sees that you're working the business and you're like talking to people and you're like basically working it as a business, then he's going to get more comfortable with it. At least mine did because I laid out like, this is how we have to do things. I have to be on social media. He's like, okay, then if you have to be on social media, I mean, you don't technically have to be, but um, if you are in a be on social media, then can you just not post the kids a lot, you know? So we kind of like give and take, but the moment that I explained to him and told him things that I was doing for my business and what I was gaining, then he was like, oh, okay, I see your, you know, and then when I told him I'm making, you know, from, you know, $300 to like 1000 1200 he was like, oh, okay. Like, I think we have to kind of sit down and explain to them because if you don't, then that's when they still become unsupportive. That's just how I feel with him being unsupportive to now, hey, did you hit your goal last month? So to me, I felt like that was a huge accomplishment. That's it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I think what Brooke said too, don't be on your phone 24 seven. I mean, my husband will still be like, like we have put your phone away time. Like you want to catch me like after eight o'clock, not going to happen. I'll get back to you the next morning because that's the boundary that we've set in our marriage. Um, and so you just have to do that. 
right? If he's not supportive because, right? Like what's the reason? Is it because it's taking up too much time? Are you complaining about it and he thinks that you're unhappy? Or, you know, what is it? I've always tried to approach my business with like a positive mindset. I don't go to my husband with business problems because I don't want to hear what he has to say. When he starts giving me unsolicited business advice, I just get cranky, right? So we don't talk about it. We only talk, we only keep it positive. Um, and set yourself a goal, set a goal with him. Be like, are you going to be talking smack when I make $500 game on? Right. Um, but make sure that you're like Tina was saying, put in, put in the real effort. Um, and once they see that paycheck, they'll come around. I think also consistency, you know, same as like with our customers, with our network, with our teams, consistency is probably one of the most important things. And probably with our spouses as well. I mean, I guess communication is important. You reminded me of that, Tina. <laughs> but, you gotta talk to them. <laughs> communicate. That's right. We're supposed to do that. But um, you know, the consistency will make a big difference as well. Totally. Well, this has been so fun. I love. I, I absolutely love when you guys. Now I don't want to say steer the steer the call but it makes it makes me feel like we're doing our job as leaders and and giving back and really pouring into what people want to hear right um instead of what we think people want to hear so pretty cool all right y'all what do we know our affirmation i rest in knowing that my best is enough and that is absolutely all that you can do our best is absolutely enough. Thank you guys so much for showing up tonight and our podcast will be uploaded tomorrow. So you can share it with anybody that you feel would benefit from these questions or these answers. And we will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Bye everybody.